When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're back with another Lakers snack pack. It's Gerald Glasser coming right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break. Pop Culture Cosmos, where we cover the latest news and trends of pop culture each and every week, twice a week, wherever you get your podcasts, inside sports, fantasy football, and game source. Please go ahead and make sure you go ahead and like and subscribe, all those great places. Plus, also as well, also as well, you can go ahead and check out Ox1947 today at LakersBall.com. Plus, also as well, you can go ahead and check out his awesome company, Symblades, SimbladesWithTheY.com, and of course, our good friends at Lakerholics.com. Got to go ahead and check out what Laker Tom, you know, he's got some crazy trade rumors on the horizon. So go ahead and check out Jamie Sweet and Laker Tom today at Lakerholics.com. Our good friend, Sean Grice, Magic Man in the Morning. Please go ahead and go check out what he does every Friday right there for you and all the great stuff that he does for us right here at the Lakers fast break plus also as well, we're going to go ahead and tell you that John McKayling has a great YouTube channel on his own. So go ahead and check out what he's doing today by liking and subscribing. And speaking of liking and subscribing, go ahead and hit Joe Sorrell, the little Joe right there, not this Joe right here, but the little Joe right below, right on the right hand side to like and subscribe today to get the latest notifications of when we go live on the air with the latest Lakers fast break snack pack. Of course, it could also be NBA observations could be something special, a new show that we have in mind, Lakers Weekend, Lakers History 101, Do You Know Your Lakers Trivia, and more. So go ahead and follow us each and every time out because the summer's starting, but you know the Lakers news and rumors are always ramping up this time of year. So go ahead and check us out each day to find out the latest news and information on your Lakers right here at the Lakers Fast Break. And I'll tell you what, it is just so awesome to be here. You know, I know that a lot of people are, are talking about the Lakers and are really depressed because of what happened last night. And, you know, I was kind of down as well. But to see the Lakers from a 2-10 and start get to all the way to the conference finals, overcoming every obstacle, just making believers out of us all, I still want to say that it was a good season, but a lot of news and questions came up after the end of the game. And, my gosh, we didn't even get to take a breath after the game last night when LeBron James in his post-game interview alluded to Dave McMenamin of ESPN that he's possibly pondering retirement. Also as well, the rumors are flying already. They were flying before, before even the game three and four that Kyrie Irving is trying to maneuver his way into LA. And then now I hear on top of that rumors that Trey Young could be heading to LA as well. So we're here to break down the reality from the fantasy and here today to go ahead and discuss it all. Good man indeed. You've got to go ahead and check him out at LakersBall.com as Ox1947. It is Joe Soro. Joe, I just wanted to go ahead and Zangerstein. 
more props to you, Zangerstein. She tried to get in and come in all the way from the Philippines to go ahead and connect with us, but unfortunately could not today. Your thoughts, though, my friend, first off, when you heard LeBron kind of going back and forth, waffling on it, doing his, you know, uh, read between the lines type scenario. I know he was emotional after last night's game. I know he's hurt and I know he's injured. He's got a lot of offseason rehabbing, possibly a surgery, whole bunch of things he might have to do in order to go ahead and reevaluate whether or not he wants to continue with this Los Angeles Lakers career. Well, I'd say it was kind of an indirect troll, unlike unlike the direct trolls that we'll have every now and then on, on the show. Uh, a few of them have come about the last couple of days, and it's interesting how trolls always show up after losses. They never really show up when, when you're a winner. And when you've won as much as the Lakers have won, uh, what that does is that creates a jealousy. And the jealousy is in, in, in all walks of life, not just obviously in sports, but people who see people with particular vehicles, housing, uh, successful businesses. And those are things that you want to you wanna understand a little bit and, and not let it affect you if that's what it is. So LeBron is kind of in that situation in that uh, this is a guy that's had probably next to Jordan and Kareem, probably the greatest career or maybe even on on both greatest career in NBA history. Uh, and yet there's some talking that there's this is a failure. Uh, the reality is most of the people who talk like that, you're actually the failure. You're the failure and you'll always be a failure. And you will be nothing your whole life. And I want you to really know that for those of you who are watching, those of you who are, you know, just glistening into the gleam of, 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 of a team that came from where it came from and wasn't able to finish. But know that you're not even going to ever start to get finished. And that's who you are. And I just want to make that very, very clear. And you all know I've, I've LeBron's rubbed me the wrong way a lot. And that's really not LeBron on the basketball court. Anyone who criticizes LeBron James on the basketball court is blind, stupid, and useless in any walk of life because common sense works in every facet of life. Common sense will always be the great equalizer. LeBron James has had, at the very least, the third greatest season, I'm sorry, the third greatest career in NBA history. That's saying a lot, considering how many great players there have been. So whether he chooses to walk, which he's not, he's not going to not play for $43 million, sorry. But let's just say he does. He'll end his career uh, being one of the greats, if not the great of all time. And the Lakers will have at least gotten something in the five years that he's been with the Lakers. You know, It wasn't like we didn't win a championship. We got one, one or two, but we'll see. However... They're not gonna. He's not going anywhere. I, I just don't don't see how a guy that's still talented walking away. Uh, the Lakers need to tweak a few things this summer. Um, as far as the rumors that have come out with Kyrie Irving and now Trey Young, it's just not very possible for those players to come to LA unless they take massive pay cuts. Uh, it's just that's just the reality of this, guys. And you have to understand, Kyrie Irving is in in, in the state of Texas at the moment. State of Texas is a very good state in terms of salaries because you don't pay a state tax. And 
he's going to be able to get the maximum amount in Dallas uh, because they have his bird rights. Now, that could cha- that could be figured out, but then you would need Mark Cuban to play ball, which I'm sorry, folks. It's it like would a- have to be a sign and trade. Yeah. Plus, yeah. the Lakers would then have to gut the roster, and you're talking about you know, even if you have a big three again, you're talking about a lot of going back to the old days, which was last season and even earlier this season of minimum roster guys. And you saw how that worked out, Joe. Yeah, no, yeah, I don't I don't just it, it's just a matter of how the, 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 the collective bargaining agreement is set up for the NBA at the moment. At the at, at the moment, the, the, the NBA is trying to eliminate movement. They're trying to destroy movement. And they're trying to destroy super teams, even though they sort of already did. I mean, Miami was really the last, tr- really uh, the real super team that was put together, not organically. Because I don't really count the Golden State Warriors, being at the fact that they did get Durant, but they had three of those guys on their team that were drafted by that team. I wouldn't necessarily call that a, a an assembled uh, super team. The Miami Heat went, were together for four years, won two championships, and in my my opinion, underachieved. They should have won at least three, maybe four, with that kind of team, right? All those guys in their primes. I know uh, Dwayne Wade was kind of coming down, but he was still very effective. They should have won all four years, definitely three. That was really the last time I've seen this super team thing uh, working. And right now it's even worse. Right now you're going to be paying so much in tax – that you're not going to have a chance to even think about trying to get any kind of team like so, that. So you're not considering the Kevin Durant, Steph Curry type deal, Golden State, that was a super team. You're not considering It was that. a super team in terms of what it ended up being, but it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't like they went and got Clay and 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 Draymond in free agency to assemble with Steph Curry to become a super team. They are a super team, but Three of the four players were an organic. They were they were they were they were drafted by that team. I don't consider that. I consider that good management and good scouting. The Oklahoma City Thunder should have been what the Golden State Warriors became. They had one of the all-time great drafts, maybe ever in a three-four year window. They drafted three MVPs, three MVPs in James Harden. Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant. That to me is how you're supposed to build a team. Now, here's the funny thing about that. Now, here's the funny thing about this. You can now draft well and have stars and, and, and turn into the NFL. Now, now you can't keep everybody unless you want to pay a half a bill in, in tax. So that part kind of is a bummer because I believe NBA is different than the NFL. The NBA is, is a five person at a time uh, game versus 11 and then the other side has another 11 I would say 22 to be exact five is five five is you know defense and offense and I, I think it, it, it's it's gonna give us what we we're sort of getting right now which is what the NBA wanted they wanted a seven seed and an eight seed to be relevant so that there are more teams and more fan bases that are invested during the year to watch their teams play the play-in added even more to that, and that's they're achieving it. Even though I'm not a big fan of the play-in, 
they're achieving exactly what they hoped. They it worked. Do. You and LeBron both, but because remember, LeBron said whoever thought of this should be fired. That was his famous quote when he first heard about it. And look what happened. They, they both Miami and Los Angeles utilized those play-ins to go ahead and take advantage of it and look where they were at. Both Not this year. Uh, two years ago, yes. But this year, uh, the, the Lakers were a seventh seed and Miami was an eighth seed. They would have... They would have been, uh, unless I'm mistaken. Did Miami? What was Miami? Miami they both finished seventh. They both. So finished they both seventh. finished seventh, right? Right. So but Miami they, fell fell down to eighth because they lost that initial game. Right. So I, I they still would have made the playoffs as a seventh. Yeah, that's seed. true. Good. Good point. So that's I don't. Point. I don't really a ninth or tenth seed. I, I don't. I don't. I don't like sub 500 teams making it making it to the playoffs typically, but that's that's been happening even before the play in. So I, I really have no argument yeah. there. Yeah. However. We are we are looking at more this summer about how the Lakers are going to make their decisions on what players they can get realistically, sign realistically, to create a team for LeBron James specifically so that he doesn't have to exert himself at any point next year other than in the playoffs. And even then, he won't be able to be LeBron James in a seven-game series. He'll need help. He will need to be the the Lakers will have to construct a team similar to the 2014 Spurs. To well, where well, ten- well, before we start that, man, before we start that, I, I want to ask, it gets back to LeBron, who is still very emotional. He, he's probably waking up this morning after, you know, trying to get a good night's sleep. Hopefully he got one, trying to evaluate what his options are with his feet, trying to evaluate his options going forward on what he wants to do. Uh, do you do you take that as just a ploy to go ahead for the the team again to go ahead and try and you know utilize its resources to get something back and something substantial, or do you see it legitimately as a man that's 38 years old, 20 years in the league, more miles than almost anybody that's ever played the game, more points, more you know more just a whole nut list as far as playoff games, the number of games, period. And do you see him at a point where maybe he'd like to go ahead and take some time off? His son is going to college, might want to stay and watch, you know, at USC games. Do you see it at all or just see it as more of a ploy? No, no. I, I've heard ploys of him motivating the front office. Front office knows what they have to do. So you think this is legit? You think this is him really just trying to evaluate what he's doing going forward? Man, I don't want to say midlife crisis per se. No, but, but think about it for a second. You are Superman for years, and then you're not Superman. How do you think he feels? You know, only a few people in the world know that feeling. Carmelo of, Anthony. Carmelo Anthony, who came out. Of I, I wouldn't even country. compare Carmelo. No, no hold, let me hear me out. Hear me out. I'm just saying Carmelo Anthony, he, you know, same draft class. He did not retire at the beginning of this season. He waited the entire season before realizing, you know what, his time is done. It takes a lot of reflection to understand where you are in the aspects of the game. Now, LeBron obviously can still play at times at a high level, so he must consider that as far as weighing that back and forth as well. I think the difference between Carmelo Anthony and LeBron James is Carmelo Anthony gave it some time because he wanted to see if he could still get – interest once he went through the entire year with no interest then he knows yeah no one really wants me at least on the nba side he Uh, i think he had offers from overseas and whatnot. yeah i wouldn't i honestly i think somewhat of carmelo's stature and even i'm kind of just surprised that dwight howard would would go to taiwan and play i just i just think uh, 
someone of your stature, the amount of money you've made, uh, the connections and networking you probably have, do you really want to go play in Europe? You're, you're a first ballot Hall of Famer. You were one Superman performance by Kobe Bryant in 09 away from winning a championship likely. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go, I wouldn't go that route if I was him. I think I, I know he probably still wants to play because he probably loves the game. I don't know that for sure, but I'm guessing, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. I would, I would, I would hang it up and, and, and call it a career and, and try to go do, you know, Carmelo is very, 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 knowledge in the game he could have a job somewhere uh, i'm not sure if it's the front office or as a commentator or whatever but he's got some opportunities there that i think he probably has an opportunity to take and i think he should the lebron james situation is more about the fact that he is still he is still very good and but we can't we can't expect him to be what he used to be he just he can't he can't rely on that it's not going to work uh but in the one in the one or two times in a seven-game series where he can be that guy, let's say if he, he prepares himself again this summer and you bring in the right talent to, to, to cover him, then that becomes an asset. That becomes something that's very, very, very important for a team, especially with his experience and his ability to win championships. And he's won four of them. He's won four finals MVPs. He's, he's very capable, and I think he's still capable, but just not at what he used to be. I, I said it clearly that if LeBron 2020 was playing in, in this this year's uh, uh, playoffs, we're probably we're probably winning this series in, in, in five or six uh, without a doubt because he just he couldn't do anything in the fourth quarter. You saw it. Third quarter, I'd say he tried to kind of maybe coast it a little bit. Because he was see. playing on playing 48 Play, minutes. Right. But it, you saw it. He can't. He can't do it, guys. It's just his legs aren't letting him do it. And it didn't help that AD was missing chippies all night. That I honestly think was probably worse than anything that went on last night. It was the the constant missing, and it wasn't just this game. Just the fact that we were up fifteen. That really was the the nail. If if he had hit a couple of those uh, bunnies, we would we would have won this game. And AD not making shots in game two as well, uh, really hurt us too. Game two in Denver, we should have won that game. We should have won game two and game four. That Those two, without a doubt, should have been wins. We should be 2-2 two, two if you want to get realistic. But they couldn't finish. They couldn't finish. They, the Denver Nuggets looked like us against, what, what, uh, uh, against teams during this kind of a stretch. I'm used to the Lakers doing what Denver did, where they kind of play like, eh, and then all of a sudden towards the end, you know, your superstars take over and you, you win the game in the end. They pulled it on us. And that's kind of, that's, that's, that's where, where we are on that. Once again, it's the Lakers snack pack. It's Joe Soro from Simblades, simbladeswithaY.com. Go ahead and transform your line today. If you're the Southern California area at Simblades, simbladeswithaY.com. And of course, LakersBall.com. You'll hear his thoughts on a regular basis there as well, along with the great crew that they have at LakersBall.com. My friend, uh, I know you want to touch on LeBron. I know you're going to be talking about it in the coming days and weeks. We're all going to be doing that on, on various shows that you're going to be doing here, hopefully in the next few weeks and months. The speculation will now begin because that's what the Lakers season and Lakers offseason is all about, seemingly. Speculation and trades and scenarios and things of that nature. Second thing I want to cover, though, is Kyrie Irving. You know, Kyrie Irving, as we talked about for a week now, all seemingly has been – 
heavily rumored on bypassing or trying to work out a sign and trade or trying to work out any which way he can to get LA get to LA. It is possible, but it is very unlikely that he does come to LA simply because of the money fit and what he's wants and what he's asking for. Plus also the fact, do we really seriously want Kyrie Irving as a Los Angeles Laker? <laughs> I, I don't know if I want to answer that question. It's not a matter of whether we want Kyrie Irving. It's a matter of, are we going to win? I'm only concerned about, is it going to help us win a title? And the only way you're going to know is by setting the team up to try and go win. And until you win that title, how are you going to know? You don't know. And it's, I'm, I don't, I don't even know. I don't even know if I want to talk about it because it's just not realistic. It's not realistic. All this. But you're going to continue to hear it. Yes. But that's because people don't have anything else to talk about. And, and it's the only, and, and people don't understand the salary cap and the CBA and what's going on. You just have uh, Twitter heads. And a lot of those Twitter heads are also paid journalists too. Journalists, whatever that means anymore. And it's like, really? Uh, right now, the, the, the rumor just came out that Houston's going to be targeting Austin Reeves, Brooke Lopez, and uh, and uh, Dylan out of Memphis, or was in Memphis. So what does that now mean? What's the first thing that clicked in my head? Okay, so if, 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 if Houston offers, um, I believe Houston's under the cap, right? Yes. So... My God, if they were this bad, they're not under the cap. Right. I would so, fire my whole administration. So if you drop twenty-five, everything. Yeah, if you drop twenty-five and four, in four or four, basically four, 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 four and one hundred, right? Four years for one hundred mil to Austin Reeves. He's gone. Lakers aren't going to match that. I want you guys to be prepared for that. That's more scary right now than whether Kyrie Irving is coming or Trey Young. First of all, this team this team cannot pay these guys the money that they want. <laughs> That's first and foremost. Kyrie Irving would have to not sign with Dallas and sign a mid-level exception with the Lakers. Do you see that happening? No. Do you see Mark Cuban trading Kyrie Irving to the Lakers? No. So talk about it all you want. If the crowd wants to ask that question, we're here to answer it, right? So it is what it is. That's part of the job. But don't don't tell me Kyrie Irving is going to say no to $200 million in the state of Texas to come play for the Lakers with California's taxes. Basically, he'd be playing for NBA salary that would almost look like he's playing for free. In, in, in NBA terms, not in real life, obviously, but in NBA terms. So no, no, thank you on that. AR fifteen will be solicited. We're just going to find out if somebody's going to want to pay him twenty to twenty-five mil per. That's going to be the million-dollar question because I believe the Lakers want to pay him four for sixty. That's my feeling. My feeling is they want him for four at sixty. If someone comes in with a hundred, he's gone. And then you're going to probably have to sign Beasley, Vando, and D'Angelo Russell. 
because you can't lose those salaries. <laughs> you cannot lose those salaries, and I think Rui would be the other one that's going to be gone. For trade, for trade value, obviously, that's what you're talking right, about. Right, right, right. Uh, but I don't know who uh, – D'Angelo would have to have a renaissance between, let's say, beginning of the year next year to the trade line, deadline. If there is a star player that demands a trade, then at that point, that's what you have to kind of play for at this point. We have to play the salary game because the NBA CBA guarantees that the NBA player is going to make a half, half of the profit of the league. That's why these salaries are set up a certain way, that they have to get paid. You have to spend a certain amount of money in salary. You can't be Donald Sterling and just not pay anybody. It, that, that those days, I don't even think those days are, were even there when he was there. You have to, you had a minimum salary. Now it's, I believe, 90%. So we are... It's going to be a nail biter. It's going to take Rob doing some 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 extra things here, and we're gonna we're gonna be at the at the at the front of the line here. Hopefully, seeing what what he does. Absolutely, we're going to be reporting on it. And you know, as two individuals who have been hard on Mr. Palenka himself in the past, uh, you know, I just. It just seems to me that it you know, continues to go ahead and be a constant news cycle that comes out as far as the rumors, the innuendo, what actually will and will not happen. Uh, we actually had to weed through this for months, you and I, in regards to Westbrook and Beverly and all the stuff that went on before finally action was made with first Rui and then the stuff that was done, the trade deadline. So Get prepared, my friend, because the rumors, the innuendo, and what's going to go on, it's going to get hot and heavy, my friend, over at least for the course of the next month or so until free agency comes, and then it really goes off the chain. <laughs> my concern, really, after sleeping on it tonight, is I'm worried about Anthony Davis. Talked about this at the beginning of last season. You said to get you said Gerald, give him one season. So now we have his defense is phenomenal, but his offense, he's got that repertoire, but yet he hasn't he wasn't able to successfully uh execute it when it mattered. This I need to know what's going on. I need to know if his foot was as bad as it was, and I can. I mean, I guess we can commend people for playing hurt, but I mean, that's what you do as an athlete. That's what you're supposed to do. But I'm curious also to see what Anthony Davis's physical situation is. Is he going to have some kind of surgery or some kind of rehab? I don't, there's no reason why he should have missed some of those shots. Those shots were absolute daggers. And I really believe that Darvin Ham needs to do some kind of activity this summer and in training camp. Uh, with his players to where they can handle contact under the basket. Their constant missing of layups due to contact was a, a big part of why the Lakers didn't win the Denver series. If I had to point to one specific thing, it was really that. They couldn't get that damn ball in that freaking basket. It was almost it was almost like Russell Westbrook's whatever went to them during those 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 instances. Just needs to get needs to get fixed. I, I feel like I watched Allen Iverson make those baskets, and he was 165 pounds with Giants at that point too. Dikembe and Shaq and all these guys. It's it's a much it's a much softer league, and you have bigger guys still missing those shots. 
that needs to be figured out. If I'm coaching, if I'm going to, let's say, men, uh, sit down with Darvin Ham, the first thing I tell Darvin, I go, Darvin, is there any way you can run drills uh, during training camp or to, to guide your team into trying to work on contact under the rim so that they can make shots better? Everything is all conditioning, guys. I guarantee you, if 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 AD was working out five to six days a week, let's say he goes on vacation here for a month, right? He comes back July one and it's like, all right, guys, I'm getting ready for the season. I have July, August, September, 90 days until training camp. And I am going to work on something I didn't do well uh at towards the end, especially, which is contact baskets. And just pound on that, pound on that, pound on that, and see if you can get better at it. I think you, I think you would. I think you would. And those little things work, guys. Those little things matter. And I think that's the stuff that the players should focus on. That's something I would suggest if I was the coach or anyone involved in the organization. Once again, it's the Lakers Snack Pack. It's Joe Sorrell from LakersBall.com and Simblades.com. It's Gerald Glassford right here for you as well. Thanks so much for watching and listening. I wanted to go ahead and get a little snack pack in as we go ahead and start on the offseason with all the innuendo and rumors start already. A little bit started by LeBron in his post-game uh, conference. I'm I, Again, I thought emotions had a lot to do with it, my friend, as we circle back because getting Trey Young, I don't think really helps us a whole lot because of the fact he's a volume shooter and terrible defense. He is a good playmaker, but again, the fact is what you would have to give up for him is probably be just too astronomical. Kyrie Irving. I just think, like you said, with your thoughts on how financially costly it would be for Kyrie in order to go ahead and, and try to maneuver that. And, and would Mark Cuban do such a thing as far as do a sign and trade that would help the Lakers? I don't think he would undergo such a task. When it comes down to it, though, with LeBron, I think emotions played a lot into it. I think it was legit. I think he was feeling a lot of emotions last night, leaving the floor of the Los Angeles uh, Lakers Crypto.com arena last night. I think that he was feeling a lot of emotions. He's also uh, you know, very injured with his foot to go ahead and see what needs to be done there. He has said that and told the press that if I get work done or surgery done, you're not going to know about it. And not until I tell you uh, in the off season or at training camp. So he is going to go where he's going to go see, I guess, what is it? The, the LeBron James, the feet and see what they can do there. Also AD, he's probably going to get that bone spur or whatever it is that's been bothering him, taken care of as well. So a lot of off season things are going down, but that doesn't mean that it stops for us here at the Lakers fast break, but also means that there are a lot of things and a lot of decisions that have to be made as well. Yeah, it's similar to what happened with Tom Brady that last year in, in, in New England, where everyone's all, ah, oh, the dynasty is over and Tom is leaving New England and all of a sudden next year he wins a Super Bowl in <laughs> Tampa. I've, I've said that LeBron James has a very eerie career path similar to Tom Brady. Uh, Tom Brady was contemplating retirement at the end of his New England era as well, but then he smartened up and realized, wait a minute, I still got a little bit left, but I would like to go to a team 
in terms of how Tom Brady looked at at that time. I would like to go to a team that has a really good defense and some good wide receivers and a good tight end and a good line. If I can get that, then guess what? I can maybe get these guys to the end when it matters, right? So he scaled a little. They they went in as a wild card, didn't exert too much energy. But then once the playoffs started, start off on Drew Brees, start off on uh, Aaron Rodgers, off, off the – uh, Patrick Mahomes in a Super Bowl. So if I'm looking at something similar to what could be going on in the next years, I'd look at that. With LeBron, I would look at it that way. I would I would talk to management and say, guys, I, I want someone to come here, however we can get it. I'm not going to say who. <laughs> I'm not going to make that mistake again. But we need someone. We need a third guy that can be that guy that can – Make that shot when you're tired. When they're tired. Well, I, I also want to say that if he does retire, Joe, we don't get that money. That mo- that money does not come off the books. There's a lot of things that go into it, and Bobby Marks from ESPN outlines it as well on a YouTube video. The first video I'm going to post is going to be if you see it in the chat right there. That video right there. That video is the off-season guide that actually tells you how much the Lakers can go up to to sign Austin Reeves. So it's not a done deal how much, uh, you know, the, the fact that the Lakers want to resign him. Of course they want to resign him, but they're only allowed to go up to a certain level or a certain dollar amount in order to be able to retain Austin Reeves. So if he does get outbid or if the Lakers do get outbid, there is a possibility that we could still lose him no matter how much we offer or throw cash at Austin Reeves. So I wanted to go ahead and make that clear. Plus, also as well, he has another video that he just made this morning about how the options for the Lakers if LeBron James retires, and a lot of it will probably be about how the Lakers will probably not get the money that that you know he is owed on his contract right away. It does not come off the books. Most likely, it will be still paid out to him or be spread out over a course of years. It'll be stretched. But yeah, it will not be something that the Lakers will automatically get this $40 million plus tax relief. And that's something I, I want to make abundantly clear as well. So Joe, it really doesn't help us in the short term if LeBron retires. Let's just put it that way. He's not in retiring. any way, shape, or he's form. He's not retiring, guys. He's not retiring, but I just wanted to say the what if. I just yeah, he's not retiring. There's no way he's going to not earn his well, – I think it's going to be $43 million next year, and I think 48 if he plays one more year. I believe LeBron's playing two more seasons, and then he's done for sure. The last season will be – the last season will be uh, – he will try to see if he can play with his kid and hope that the Lakers have a draft pick to get him because seeing what I'm seeing with, with, with his son, I, I, I think he's got a chance to play in the NBA because he can shoot a little. If he does really, really well at USC, he, he'll have a chance to get drafted. Yeah. Uh, if he's a second-round pick, the Lakers could probably make that happen, yeah. which – to me, I'm not a really big fan of this because the Lakers don't own their first round draft. This is very this rare. This is a very rare thing where you're you're. This is like a, a corporate business. This well, let me just stress: the, the Lakers don't own their draft pick next year. New Orleans gets that one. So New Orleans gets that pick in the first round, but the second round yes. they own. They own. Yes. I don't. I don't know if he'll be a first round pick. I don't believe anyone's going to draft a six. 
They're saying he's 6'3". I think he's closer to 6'1", 6'2", which is what my height is really without shoes and all that. Um, he'd have to be lights out shooter and a, and a lockdown. He'd have to be a Marcus Smart. He'd have to be Marcus Smart for him to get picked in the first round. Is he that guy? Will he be that guy? I don't know. I don't know. But if not, if he doesn't have that tenacious defense – and even Marcus Smart's not really a good shooter. What 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 comes with that? If 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 the Lakers have a chance to draft him, I think they do draft him. But I think it'll based off what I've seen, he's probably going to be a second rounder, and that would be the only place the Lakers can draft him anyway. So I think LeBron's going to give it a shot. Obviously, if it doesn't happen, he'll play out that last year, and that'll be it. I believe he walks away after the twenty twenty five season. Once again, it is the Lakers snack pack for the Lakers fast break. We truly appreciate you joining us. Once again, keep in tune with us here at the Lakers fast break. We'll be providing shows for you throughout the summer on free agency. We've also got on the draft. We've got a lot of things we wanted to we'll talk off season guys for, for a lot of the NBA teams for the Lakers as well. Got a lot of interviews and a lot of great shows lined up for you. Obviously we as well, we've got, graduation for Lakers history one-on-one class at Lakers fast break university. So looking forward to that later in June as well. Plus also, of course, there's, there's so many things to talk about. Do you know your Lakers trivia more obviously fun with that Lakers weekend and so much more. I know that Laker Tom and Jamie sweet have talked about doing some shows together, possibly in the near future as well. So hopefully you'll be entertained by that. But I hope that, uh, yes, I hear myself there for a second, but Joe, I want to go ahead and ask you before we head on out, my friend, I wanted to go ahead and ask you again, as we take a, again, this is just a start. We're not even 24 hours removed from the season. I think we need to go ahead and take a little bit of context because again, the rumors are already starting to fly and you have to right now read out what is real and what is not. What is real is this the collective bargaining agreement and salaries that have been committed to. So for those of you who are looking for a fantasy, be careful. The reality might slap you in both cheeks. And I'm not talking about Gerald's cheeks. I'm talking about your cheeks. And no, not those cheeks either. So, oh so the, the reality of this summer for the Lakers to do something that's going to make you very enthusiastic for next season is they're probably going to have to acquire a player that you did not expect they were going to be able to get that could be that guy that they need. No idea who it would be. It's not going to be Kyrie. It's not going to be Trey Young. It's just not going to happen. Those guys are not going coming unless they decide. Well, Trey's not coming for sure. I don't know where the hell that came from. But Kyrie would have to leave Dallas on his own to sign the mid-level exception to play with the Lakers. That will not happen. There's a better chance of Gerald tattooing sin blades on his ass than that happening. You just really love to go ahead and keep on. Yes, I'm writing writing that one. That means absolutely no chance, everyone out there. No chance. Zero chance that Kyrie becomes a Laker especially with who's in charge over there. And who are we going to send? D'Angelo Russell? No. No one wants D'Angelo Russell at 30 or 35 or $40 million. The only positive in having, in having uh, 
D'Angelo, I guess, flame out is you gets cheaper. You now don't have to drop thirty million on him. Now he he became an eighteen twenty million dollar player. That 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 might be a little bit easier to do some things. You might be able to sign another guy that you thought you wouldn't be able to. Maybe you might be able to sign Rui at that point. I don't know. I don't know. There might be a team out there that needs to use D'Angelo's salary too. That plays a factor in the NBA as well, guys. There's an unknown there. What I do know is I know that the Golden State Warriors are not going to be the anywhere. Their dynasty's over, at least for what it was. Remember that too, because no one's paying $500 million in salary, not even the Golden State Warriors, not even Bomber would pay that number, even though he's worth a kajillion dollars, right? Yeah, because they, well, let me put it this way. With the new CBA, these teams like Golden State and the Clippers and to an extent the Lakers that are over the tax, they're going to be allowed one season to get their act together because next season, if they continue with their ways on that, basically you'll be punished with draft choice, uh, uh, inflexibility, inflexibility on getting uh, free agents in, inflexibility on getting buyout players. Basically, your life as you know it will dramatically change if you stay that far into the tax in that second tier, especially. There's a first tier of tax then there's a second tier that really is double trouble if you go ahead and and that's next season. They're giving they're giving these teams a season to basically work their way down if they're well above the tax. You know, I was I was thinking about this last night because the topic of the Warriors and then the Clippers too came came about. Man, how different would 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 the Lakers have been, and how different would Kawhi's career have been had he come to L.A. Lakers probably have another championship for sure, maybe two, and he would have another championship or two. It's interesting. I I, I don't know why it got brought up last last night when I was at home, but I thought, wow, yeah, I, I did think about that. I thought everyone would have helped each other out. Everyone would have kind of covered their their little segment of time that they were playing or that little time where they weren't making a shot and the other guy would. It's a, it's a bummer that – the Lakers, because and I and the reason why I bring this up is the Lakers, we 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 were we were on Rob really hard and Genie, and I was one of them, and I was upset and I was emotional and I was, you know, we were we were all kind of in that moment, but they almost did it, guys. They they were trying to get it to where it needed to be, a few years ago. Yes, we, we did win a championship in twenty twenty, and and I guess it's okay, but man, for the long haul. Their 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 idea was 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 right. Their idea was focused on the right path, and I'm hoping that we can take that same mentality. Even though they did make a mistake for 18 months, they made a mistake. People make mistakes. They didn't anticipate. They, I I supported it. I thought I, I thought Russell Westbrook as a third option would actually might work because he he wasn't good as a first and he wasn't good as a second. But a, a third maybe yeah. But plus because he was always available. That's what I liked about him. But this is this is the heartbreak of sports. Health plays a factor. Mentality plays a factor. Age plays a factor. There's so many factors in this. Everything has to go right. Look at the look at the. You can even look at the Denver Nuggets. I mean, they were making every shot out their ass last night. Jokic is throwing prayers like he's Larry Bird, making them from three. And it wasn't just one. It was like three or four times. So sometimes your your numbers just 
it's just that it gets called. And for right now, Denver, Denver's got that number and we don't, and we haven't had it really for a lot, a while. We, we were able to catch up to it a little bit this last few months, but I, I, I I'm hoping the Lakers can, can have a really good off season and a really good draft because that 17th pick with the way things are going in the NBA could be someone. Jokic is a second round pick. There has never been a second round pick that's won two MVPs ever. It's the only one. Only one. And I don't think you'll ever see it again. You will never see a multiple MVP picked in the second round. That's an that's an unbreakable stat for, for, for sure, at the very least. So you have Giannis, you have Kawhi, who are picked 15. You got a chance here, guys, to maybe draft your next guy. And I think we're going to be talking to Stone about that a lot. I'm going to be very, very invested in the talent evaluation here before the draft because that's something we can control. We, as in the Lakers organization, can control. And that's what you guys should be focused on, not Kyrie Irving and Trey Young. Why would you want two mental issues coming in on a team? We already dealt with that with Russell Westbrook. Everything in my being wants Kyrie's talent on this team, but that's not the only thing that comes. And as soon as something happens, as soon as there's that, if you ever watch those end-of-the-year yearbook videos of championship teams, there's always that part in the season where things kind of start falling apart and then they persevere and they get through it. Do you feel that Kyrie Irving's that guy that can help you persevere? Trey Young, coach killer, persevere? The talent is great. They make shots, but at what cost? And are you going to be a hypocrite if you want those guys and we bring them and then they sabotage the team? Are you going to be one of those guys that said, oh, hey, the Lakers organization sucks. Hey, a-hole, you said that you wanted this guy. How are you criticizing them? A lot to think about. Definitely a lot to think about. And we'll be here uh, day in and seemingly day out as much as we can to go ahead and think about that with you and provide some great thoughts, obviously updates, any news, information, any type of uh, scuttlebutt that comes on by. We'll go ahead and report it right here at the Lakers Fast Break. Anything that comes on, we'll try to break it as soon as we can. I know Sean Grice, Joe Soro, myself, and the rest of the entire crew at the Lakers Fast Break are always committed to go ahead and provide that for you. Zangerstein has been truly tremendous over the course of the season. Everybody in the chat has been tremendous as well. And uh, if you've got somebody out there that wants to go ahead and, and chat with us on the air about the Lakers, uh, you're always welcome to do so. Hit us up, LakersFastBreak at Yahoo.com. We always love conversations, especially in the offseason. We're always looking for more great interviews to have. So definitely going to go ahead and do that while we map out the offseason plan for us here at the Lakers Fast Break. We are not going to let you down. We always want to go ahead and make sure we provide the best Lakers content for you right here. So we cannot thank you enough. But Joe, I, I don't know if you have any shows tonight planned or if you have any stuff later down this week. I know I'm going to try and pop in out as best I can uh, from the Pacific Northwest. That's where I'm heading here later today. So any last thoughts, my friend, before we head on out? 
I hate losing. <laughs> so do I, my friend. Absolutely, it's, it's sucks. really bothering me. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't like the fact that there's no more Laker basketball. It's almost easier to not. This, it's almost easy. It's almost easier to not make the playoffs than to go this far and lose. Sometimes I know that's not necessarily the, the right way to think, but I just, it just, it just doesn't feel good. I don't, I don't feel good. I don't feel good about talking about Denver. Who the freak gives a crap, crap about the Denver Nuggets? No one cares about the Denver Nuggets. Even Denver Nuggets fans don't really care about the Denver Nuggets. <laughs> and then Miami and their ascension and all this heat culture know, baby i don't uh, yeah it's just you know i i watched the miami heat they couldn't even sell out a playoff game with lebron in his prime there so it's like i don't know boston being you know just boston, boston just, drama around just, the corner yeah i don't i don't you know you're, you're blaming some coach who wasn't supposed to even be a coach like this is the part that i just don't care for i don't care to listen to nonsense Blaming some guy who wasn't even supposed to be a coach, Call, calling him out like he's a piece of garbage, you know. And and, and if, if the locker room has lost it, has has lost it because of him, then you, 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 maybe you need to start looking into the locker room and, and asking uh, Jason Tatum and, and Jalen Brown all these, uh, you know, supposedly studs why that why they why they allowed since they're the two leaders why they allowed everyone in that locker room to lose hope of Joe Mazzulla, you know. Joe Mazzulla wasn't the one that. Uh, made him miss those shots. I mean, come on, you know, wasn't and Joe that made Nike. wasn't Joe that made Yudoka uh, prance around the the the, the offices uh, doing doing OnlyFans requests? I mean, come on, this is not take some accountability. You know, accountability is is something that's just not preached enough. It's always some someone else's fault. How about look in the mirror? You guys have been choking for the last four years in these moments. And I say the word choking because that's what you guys are saying, not me. Okay. I'm just saying I, I've watched great teams, no, very good teams that couldn't go over the hump. Would you necessarily call them chokers? No. The New York Knicks in the 90s, they ran into Michael Jordan. Utah Jazz, they ran into Michael Jordan. Carmelo Anthony ran into Kobe Bryant at the worst time. Duncan lost four or five series to dunk to, to, to Kobe in his prime. He could have won eight, nine championships. You know, this is how it works, guys. Would you call Duncan a choker? No. Like this, this constant nonsense of, oh, it's this guy's fault and that guy's fault. Sometimes it doesn't go in the basket. And sometimes it doesn't go in the basket every year. Okay. You change coaches and you still stunk. Now what? It, what? What is it? Now what, what? What's going on? Who's who? What's the common denominator there? Yeah, accountability, folks. Take accountability. When you're wrong, you say you're wrong. If you if you lie, you tell people you lie. It's it's much easier to live in in, in those transparent worlds. I'm just just saying. I agree with you on Missoula, though. He wasn't prepared. He wasn't preparing himself to be a head coach. You know, they just they, they gave him that opportunity, took it on, took his team to a 50-win season. Plus, he hasn't produced well and coached well in the playoffs. Again, rookie coach scenario, we, we empathize with that, obviously, on ourselves as far as the Lakers with our own rookie coach. But the way they're beating him down as far as the press and the you know whatnot, and I know he says he's taking it all on himself. 
Joe, I don't like the fact that the players are very silent about this. They're not sticking up for him. But the fact is, those players, for the most part, have been to how many conference finals in the past five years? Four, three, three or four, three out of the past four years, something like that. And you have what you have, again, going into a game three, a crucial game three after you choked your first two games at home, and you still managed to go ahead and get blown out. Don't tell me you couldn't get them ready. They should already know. Those veteran players already should know exactly what they're getting themselves into. There's a lot of talking from marginal players. Dylan Brooks, Williams. I don't know where these guys get their goal. Bruce Brown. Bruce Brown's sitting on the bench while his team's winning games, right? He, he plays for, for 10 minutes, and all of a sudden he's, he's uh, Vinny Johnson. The microwave. Come on, it's 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 embarrassing. It's embarrassing that you're sitting there doing what you're doing. You 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 you've you've been you've been successful in your life. You made it to the NBA. You're making millions of dollars, and now I gotta watch your face make a complaint when you clearly foul the guy you foul. And then when you make one basket, all of a sudden you just you made a game winning shot. It's just it's 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 obnoxious. It's an obnoxious way to play. And getting called out for that should be by everyone, not just me. But uh, we are a excuse. We are an excuse culture. Accountability is, I'd say, the plague of our society. We can blame it on whatever you want it in terms of who's here, who's there, where they live. At the end of the day, all people, almost all people, have a really hard time taking accountability for what they do. And I'm talking about there's good people out there that have a hard time doing it. People that are upstanding citizens, people that don't break the law. Accountability is a very hard thing to swallow. Why? Because when you're not fully secure with who you are, which most people aren't, this is what it is. And all this nonsense on here, this Two schmoes coming on here in the morning, not even two seconds in. LeBron sucks. LeBron is a bum. You probably talk like that too. What is what is that? What does that serve? Jokic sent LeBron Le, LeBum to retirement. Jokic. Okay, yeah, he sent him to retirement. I mean, come on. The stupidity of that kind of mindset. Imagine what you do in real life, not on cyberspace, where you can hide like a little bitch. Seriously, come in, really. And this is something that we need to get on. It's 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 getting old. It's really getting old. So let's look at this season as 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 Laker fans as a way to support the team and hope that we can get a couple players that can cover some ground here. We just need. A couple things. I don't know how it's going to happen, but it's happened before. I don't see why it can't happen again. There's plenty of teams out there that have gotten the missing link, gotten the missing piece, and win the want a championship the following year. Look at Denver. You know, getting somebody like KCP, getting somebody like Bruce Brown. You know, those little guys that cover a little bit of ground that that can give you a little bit to to to, to kind of turn the corner. You know, those guys. Can, can make a difference. Let's see if we can do it. Let's see if we can do it indeed. But the hands now are 
in the office of Rob Palenka, and we'll see what happens there, but obviously we'll pour it on it as much as we can. Got a ton of shows lined up for you this summer, so don't miss it. We've got shows pretty much, uh, well, we're talking about each and every day. We're going to try and do as many as we can each and every week, so we're looking forward to it. Once again, it's the Lakers Fast Break. It's a snack pack. Truly appreciate it. Joe, you've been amazing as always. I appreciate you taking time away from Simblaze to go ahead and do it, man. But I know you were revved up, and so was I coming off the just uh, very horrible loss for the Lakers in the end of the Lakers season. Yes, it sucks, and it's getting worse by the minute here right now because it's you've had a day to sleep, and now I have to avoid the radio while I drive to work because it's all going to be about is Kyrie coming to LA and is LeBron That's why I listen retiring. to podcasts. It's 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 uh it's tabloid trash. And almost everyone does it. And everyone has an excuse for it. Well, Joe, that's what brings the ratings. Well, Joe, that brings How about do this? How about bring some intelligent stuff? Have some talent. Bring some intelligent stuff that gets ratings. How about that? Can you do both? Why do you have to just do one? Why do you have to be a complete asshat to get the rating? How about some coherent information? How about explanations of why the salary cap won't allow you to do this or that or why the luxury tax will be a detriment if you did this or that and what the realization of things are? Like someone who, let's say, is an agent and tells his client, uh, yeah, you probably have one more big contract left probably want to opt out because I've already talked to certain teams because that's what an agent's job is to do, right? Right? Hey, you can take the $27 million right now or I can get you three more years at 60 You can earn another $33 million. Yeah, it's spread out in three years, but it's another $33 million. What do you guys think they're going to do? Common sense. Oh, Draymond's going to do this. Oh, LeBron's going to do this. Oh, oh, oh so how, how, how are they going to do that? Uh, well, I, 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 Stephen A. Smith said it. Oh, oh what is Stephen A. Smith? Has, has he ever discussed the salary cap on TV? No. All he does is this. <laughs> it's over. It's over. Yeah, it's over. And it's only 1-0 in the series. Every series, it's the same crap. Every series. It's over. It's over. 1-0. It's 1-0. Relax. Is that what people want to watch? I apparently... Listening to Shannon Sharp try to speak English. Listening to the other buffoon retort to it. I don't I don't know I don't know why this is going on. I I I I, I listened to Dan Patrick, Keith Olman before he turned into a weirdo. Linda Cohn. I listened to the greats. Talk sports. I mean, you listen to Dan Patrick's show when I when I can, and it's it, it's still there. I learned from that guy. 
learn from that guy. You know, that guy has that it. Chris Berman, Tom Jackson, these guys. No, we don't want that. We want some lady who is the flavor of the month to come talk about it because that's what we're supposed to do now. Who knows nothing about the sport. It has no way of articulating what needs to get articulated. I'm just picking on, I just said lady. I didn't mean lady, lady. Uh, and that's that's what we've become. We are, we have championed mediocrity. We have championed being stupid. All for the sake of so that we can do this on Instagram and everyone's sitting there with their hands in their pockets going, yeah, keep showing me that. Tell you what, though, my friend, great having you here. Truly appreciate you joining uh, with us. Uh, another snack pack. I'll tell you what, my friend, we got a lot of stuff lined up for you out there. Uh, you know, I'm, I know that Joe's going to be back here, you know, for obviously for more snack packs, more NBA observations, and more stuff going down the pike with us here at the Lakers Fast Break. Truly appreciate everybody watching, listening. Great chat, as always. Best Lakers chat room that's out there. Lifted Hope LFB never sells out. Well, we were talking 140 million. You know, I was talking about that, you know, last night for Joe Rogan money for Spotify. We're talking about that. You'd have to consider selling out for that. You know, maybe 20 million here to one, you know, 20 million there. We're all breaking even, you know, just as far as that's concerned. You never know. Here's the problem. Here's the problem. And and, and I'm going to reiterate this. I've been poor and I've been rich. So you can't come there and say, oh, I was a trust fund baby. No. My parents were immigrants coming to America in 1976. They had, they, they had the old story. No money in their pocket. Made a hell of a life for my sister and I growing up. Selling out isn't getting rich and doing a deal. Selling out is changing who you are and changing what brought you there. For the sake of money. I am proof that you can do and make the living you want by being you. Why? Because I filled out, I don't know how many applications in my life to go work the corporate path. And you guys have seen what the corporate path does when it matters. I'm just happy I discovered the fact that that path was just never going to work. And the moment I made that decision is when my life changed. So now somebody's going to come and say, we really like the Lakers fast break. We want to put you on Spotify. We want to put you on this. But then you're going to need to donate your nuts, your ears, and your hair. And then I'm going to go donate this. <laughs> I already know that answer. Okay. There's no way we can even sell out Joe. Now, so. now, you guys have heard me talk about tattoos. I don't do tattoos. Go. 99% of my friends have tattoos. I don't care if you get a tattoo. I don't care if you sell out. <laughs> sell out, whatever that means. Everybody has their own the definition of sell out. I'm not going to not talk to you like an idiot. No. <laughs> Come on. But there are things that we all do that are good for us. And selling out to me, again, is every time I've tried to sell out. At the time, I didn't recognize it as selling out. I just thought that you would, that's what you were supposed to do. But when you sell out to mediocrity, which is what middle management was, it was always middle management. 
you sell out to that and then you go home and you whine about it and you cry about it and you're, you're like i'm never going to get a raise and i'm never going to get this and i'm never going to get that you yeah that's selling out you've sold out to that this is still america you can choose what you want to do here despite all the bs that's going on if you want proof you can come shadow me for two weeks and i'll, I'll prove it to you so this show is going to be big there's no doubt Who's going to sell out? That's going to be the great question. I have a pretty good idea who. <laughs> but I'm still not going to still going to talk to you and work with you. I'm, uh, uh, you know, now that you guys are under contract, uh, I think I'm going to have to have you guys talk about this. And uh, yeah, like that's going to go over. Real no, hard. no, I don't think I no, I don't think I will. Uh, this is this show is being built. By our audience because of what we're doing right now i can only imagine what their faces in there and i i gerald you, you know this better than anyone you have been in the video game business for years you have been in entertainment for years once this product hits it's no longer ours george lucas could not understand that he got so mad he sold it to, to the devil this show is about the audience, not about me. I just happen to do something that brings the audience here. You do what you do to bring the audience here. Sean, Stone, Lee Rob, everyone. It's their show. I'm only here because they are telling me they want to listen to me talk. Believe it or not, guys, there are hours that go by in the morning that I don't say a word, and I love it. Not a word. My kids... Wife, head out to school and work. I get up. I'm doing emails and text messaging. Sometimes I don't talk to lunch. I love it. That's the great thing about my life. That part is probably the best part where I don't have to talk. So here it's different. Here you guys want to listen to us analyze the games and, and, and maybe do a little entertainment, which I'm not saying I don't enjoy it because I do, but I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm here because the, because Gerald asked me to come here, and you've said we want you to stay. We'll see if that that number grows, <laughs> and uh, hopefully it will. I mean, I tell you what, I'm so yeah, I cannot be more happy with the way it's grown. Like I said, I was telling you last night, and I was showing you numbers the other day in regards to the past eight months, how well and how fast we've grown, and I hope it continues to go. And grow at that rate. I'm you know how I know we're growing? Way. I have friends of mine who crack on me for the amount of people that are here. Mm -hmm. And they're the type of Because they think it's too small. Right. They think it's small. But they're also the ones that are sitting on their thumbs at home. Everybody starts somewhere. Everybody sucks at the beginning somewhere, right? And then you start working and you work and work. well, what do you do? What have you done that has created? Have you ever been in a room with 663 people? It's a big room. It's a lot of people. 663 people currently are have said, we want to listen to you. Now, when it gets to a thousand, that's even more, right? It gets to well, we've had, yeah. But right? that's those are people that subscribe that want to continue. Right. We've had shows. During this playoff run that have gone garnered over a thousand. Every there's a hilarious line in the Sopranos when 
Tony, Tony talks about, Tony Soprano talks about Gary Cooper. He has this line in there that says, where's Gary Cooper, the strong, silent type? And then there's this discussion going on with this shrink that he's talking to, not the Melfi one, not the lady one, some other guy. And he goes, well, uh, Gary Cooper isn't a 14-year-old boy, right? And Tony sits there and kind of thinks about it. He goes, well, he was once, wasn't he? <laughs> and that, to me, was like one of the more perfect lines in anything. Like, he was 14 once. You start somewhere. You can't go from zero to a billion in, in a minute. Like, how, where, where's that thinking process? So that's that's what I've gotten on. That's what I've thrown back at those who have. And they do it more tongue-in-cheek to just kind of mess with me. Because people trying to emasculate me is something I've been getting my whole, almost my whole adult life. Just because people don't like. They don't like me winning. I win a lot in my life whether it's my teams, whether it's just life in general, people get jealous. And even the guys that are close to me get jealous a little bit and they, 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 they want to win too. Well, if you want to win, you got to put the work in guys. Sorry. Uh, it's Bo Jackson is a once in a every hundred year guy. You're not going to just be able to get out of bed and run a four, 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 one forty <laughs> out of nowhere without working out. So that's it. That's that's my uh, life lesson for the day. I didn't expect myself to start talking like this, but at the end, I think it's important that we 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 learn something from every show. They're even asking for motivational shows from you, just like the John McCallion channel. Well, the motivation is it. it, it I, I I don't I don't feel. I, I think if there's motivation to be taught, it's got to be. It's got to be basic stuff. It can't be, okay, you need to get up in the morning and you need to do this and you need to do that in the afternoon and you have to have a schedule and you need to be more disciplined over here and you need to have a better diet and blah, 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 blah. You ever seen Tyson Fury? Yep. You ever, if, if you didn't know who he was and you saw him without a shirt on, would you ever think that that guy can whoop anybody on the planet's rear end? No. No. Understand this if you always want motivational speaking. There are those who got it and those who don't. And then those who don't have to earn it. And most of you are in that spot, including myself. I'll tell you what, that's motivational speech enough for me, although I will try to motivate everyone out there as far as you Laker fans by saying I'm hoping and I'm thinking that the Lakers will go ahead and make some good decisions. My God, it can't get any worse than Russell Westbrook trade, right? Well, at least I think. That turned out to be pro the, the worst trade in Laker history. I, I would say at least in my lifetime. There, there's no doubt. I, I don't I don't remember hearing of a trade in Minneapolis or a trade in the 50s or 60s or even in the 80s where it, it derailed a, a, a franchise for a year and a half. The Russell Westbrook trade is the worst trade in the history of the Laker organization. And it could be a top 10 worst trade ever in the NBA history if you really want to get to that. <laughs> it was bad, Gerald. It was really bad. Yeah. 
Dude, the day that he did it, I went on the air and compared it to a colonoscopy. Yeah, because was, I had one. It, I, I hadn't. I wasn't there at the time for that. Uh, thank God. Um, it's one thing talking about your tattoo, your cheek tattoo. That's another to talk about. I was literally talking about my butt. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're, that, that seems to be an ongoing theme during the end of the year. Is, is, well, is especially Gerald's. when it comes to a bad Russell Westbrook trade. It was bad, and I, I have no doubt it was the worst trade in Laker history, and and and, and definitely in the top 10, 20 of all time, if if, they, if if not less. So that's it. That's but we're we're past it, and we turned into ghouls because of it. And I I, I did uh, I I can admit it admit that, and I don't want to be that ghoul. I don't want to be that guy that's frustrated and yapping because you didn't get what you want and things didn't work out. At some point you have to get over it and say, okay, we made a mistake. How do we get out of it? You guys called it during the summer. You and Tom, especially, we're probably going to have to wait till the trade deadline before something can get done. And it did happen. Why? Because teams had to wait as long as they could to see what they could get. There were a lot of, there was a lot of fans out there saying, why didn't we get this done earlier? Because no one was offering what they were offering at the time. And that trade allowed the Lakers to get to the Western Conference Finals. Even when we made the trade, no one thought in a billion years we'd get to the Western Conference Finals. Unless they were just yapping like, oh, well, Lakers might be a threat in the playoffs. But I didn't, I didn't see them beating a two seed. I didn't see, the, I didn't see them beating Golden State uh, before then in that path. Um, and they were a few plays away from probably being 2-2 right now. And that's that's just... That's how the cookie crumbles. I'll tell you what, my friend. Great talking to you as always. Been a really, really good snack pack today. Love having you here on the show. Obviously, you're going to go ahead with with Sean or me or whoever. We're going to go ahead and bring on the show and bring on the panel next time around. I don't know if you guys got anything for tonight. You and Sean scheduled, but hopefully you'll do that. And I know that, you know, I'll try to sneak in wherever I can this week. And I know that a lot of people are going to go ahead and Talk about the Lakers, hopefully this week as well, right here on the Lakers Fast Break. So for Joe Sorrow, it is Gerald Glassford. Thanks so much for watching this thing. Well, uh, I'll tell you what, Harden was awful because the Philly team became old. Well, there was a lot of reasons why that they lost their series, Angerstein. That was just only one of them. Only Miles Turner was making me think that what could have been elite defense. I know Laker Tom is probably still harboring the fact that we never got the healed Turner trade done. So there it is. And uh, unfortunately uh, it's gone on by, but uh, we'll see what the Lakers can go ahead and figure out this off season. The off season rumors are now my friend, they're happening and they're all over the place. Can't get enough Lakers. Can you, my friend? It's, a, it, it's easy to say that the Turner heel trade would have worked if they had the current players. D'Angelo and Vando want, helped us win the Memphis series, helped us win the Golden State series. They just didn't help us in the Denver series. Yeah. You can't have your cake and eat it too, is the old saying. I still don't know what the hell that means. I, I'll, I'll say it hoping that I could understand it one day. Somebody can explain it to me. What does that mean? You, you, can, you can't have your cake and eat it, too. What does that mean? Anytime I've ever gotten cake, I eat it. What am I supposed to do? Just look at it? I don't get that one. Anyways, right, the, healed, 
the heel Turner thing would have solved two things that really the Lakers needed. The problem is, guys, is money. How are you going to pay these guys? The league is not friendly anymore with these salaries. Are you going to pay Miles Turner 30 mil and heal 30 mil while paying LeBron 40 mil and paying AD 40 mil? Think about it. Think about it. That's $140 million for four players. It's not realistic. Focus on that. Start really understanding how the system works. Numbers are numbers for a reason. And and you were dealing with a general manager who hates you. The only guy probably worse than Cuban is Pritchard, who hates the Lakers. Common sense. Stop getting all into your fandom to the point where your brain goes to mush. Of course, I would have loved to have Miles Turner and, and Buddy Hield during. I, I would have rather have had a dead ant than Russell Westbrook to start the year. But we don't live in that reality, guys. The reality is a reality. The reality is what it is. We told you guys Denver was going to be good. We told you that Russell Westbrook was a problem. The only thing that surprised me is their run to the Western Conference Finals in this short amount of time. And sometimes that happens. They persevered. They 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 try to put it together, but they ran into a wall that that was hardened all year. It's pardon the pun, by the way. Somebody was talking about James Harden. Well, let the off-season games begin. But for Joe Sorrow, it's Gerald Glassford. Thanks so much for watching and listening. It is the Lakers Fast Break, Lakers Snack Pack. We'll be back with more great stuff throughout the weeks and months and road ahead. Definitely going to be bringing you a lot of content, so stay tuned. And if you have Laker fans that are out there that you know are not watching us, please tell them to go ahead and like and subscribe to get the latest notifications on when we go live on the air with another awesome show right here for you at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. <laughs>